0: Excellence Expected, the inspirational business advice podcast. Hello and welcome to Excellence Expected. My name is Mark Asquith. This week's episode focuses on something that, to a lot of business owners, is a bit of an enigma. that is the mighty Facebook. Today I'm joined by a Facebook expert and we're actually going to discuss ways that you can generate real business and real return on investment from the biggest platform in the world. So with no further ado, welcome Mr. Andrew Medlam.: Mark, thank you very much
1: for inviting me on your podcast.:
0: A pleasure to have you so what are we? What are we going to take the
1: listeners on today? What are we going to take them on in terms of a journey? Okay, interesting. Well, Facebook or social media in general is a minefield. Everybody knows that um, to generate more business now, marketing is going more online. Social media is a big, big thing in marketing world, but the thing is, people don't know to use it properly. And what I mean properly is, and that what I mean by that is to actually generate a return investment getting leads, getting sales, and getting money in the bank.
0: That's interesting because everyone's on social media and everyone says they, in inverted commas, do social media, but no one really, I guess, there are exceptions to the rule, but not many businesses are making money at it either.
1: No. Um, not many at all. There is some very fortunate business out there that's gone on there and just I, I reckon just by luck, um, they've generated a hell of a lot of business. Uh, but generally... of businesses that jump on social media, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, any of them platforms that don't really make a return investment.
0: I'm sure there'll be plenty of food for thought later on that one then. So before we dig into Facebook as a marketing tool and how we can actually use it better, tell us a little bit about Andrew Medlin. Where did you come from?
1: So my business world started quite a few years ago. Uh, Joined a own business, own-based business um, opportunity. And that really got my juices flowing for the entrepreneurial uh, streak, started person developing, realizing the true potential of myself, and just saw a bigger world out there, opportunities I was seeing a lot of opportunities. but that's really when I first started learning how to market. And I'd, I'd latched onto some really big American marketers, and just I learned I was, I was a proper sponge. A proper sponge, just sucking all this information up, but not just learning the information, actually acting on the information as well. Um, Yes, I had a hell of a lot of failures, but then failures have turned into success.
0: I think that's important as well, to understand that it's not an easy path. People see this entrepreneurial Streak that's there is in a lot of people, and they see a lot of people doing really well from whatever activity they undertake. But actually, a lot of people don't realize that it's bloody hard, isn't it? It's tough to get there,
1: absolutely. It is hard work. Um, and you know, I always say you've got to fail forward, so you can't expect to go out there and produce instant success. But the problem is, in today's society and world, we want instant results. And unfortunately, you know, you you can put frozen food in the microwave and get instant food, get takeaway straight away, Um, and we live in the. You can get money straight away, you can loan money straight away, buy things that we can't really afford, and because we live in this society, people want instant results, and you're still going to fail to produce the results.
0: That is so um, common. It's becoming more and more common. The more people I speak to for excellence expected. Uh, For example, I was talking to uh, the founder of a, a software company only this week. And he was saying the same thing, that even though he's in software, it's bloody difficult. It's really tough to get out there and market the software, even though it solves a very good problem and it does it very well, and it's inexpensive. But the problem is everyone is so impatient because we live in the app culture, the software culture, where people see WhatsApp being sold Mm for an extortionate amount of money to people like Facebook. Um, But, yeah, it's a difficult time to be an entrepreneur if you have the mindset of, well, look, this is not business, I'm an entrepreneur. And a lot of people see that as a tag that theoretically comes with money and prestige, and it's not, it's yeah. just hard work, it's, it's business, isn't it?
1: Absolutely, business is business. Business is business, On, offline, o- online, wherever you are. People are looking for that big red kick-ass button that they can just press and just generate <laughs> leads. And, then, and you know, I'm laughing, but the thing that they can just go online and they're just instantly gonna get the results.
0: We see so much in DMSQD when we launch a website for someone and then they kind of assume that they will then be loaded. Yeah. They will then have made it whatever this golden made it is. Yeah, yeah. They assume that the traffic will flock and they will suddenly be raking it and it will transform the business. They don't understand that just similar, very similarly to driving, it's not the act of learning to do it. It's everything that comes afterwards that makes for the success, And not it? it's, yeah. it's, it's a difficult thing to get your head around. And speaking of business... Mm-hmm. Andrew Medlem, the person. What does Andrew Medlem, the business, do?
1: Um, Well, Andrew Medlem, the brand is Online Accelerator. And what we do, we help entrepreneurs, business owners, um, consultants in general, to be able to position themselves in the marketplace, in front of their ideal clients, and generate leads, generate return investment, and live a life by design and not by chance. And what I mean by that is... A lot of people just jump online they don't have a strategy that's actually going to take them from where they are to the end goal and they need that so that, again that's why a lot of pe- people fail so that's what we do we take people we hold their hand and we coach them through every aspect and a lot of that is a uh, personal development as well It's handling ex- um, expectations it's Um, showing them how to sell online, what to do, when to do it and how to do it and what not to do. We've got a coaching membership site where people can just log in, follow videos. But on the back of that, which is something that a lot of people are not doing, is that we give you accountability sessions following up on the videos because it's like a book. A lot of people pick books up, but 33% only people actually read the book over to the end. Yeah, and there's all these products out there that you can just buy off the shelf, but that doesn't really mean that you're going to follow through. We help you follow through to get the results.
0: So it genuinely is an accelerator program as yes. well. And so it's We were talking in the pre-interview chat about uh, the four-hour four work week, Tim Ferriss, mm-hmm. and how realistically that is a book that if you let it, it can change your life. And it's, it's by no means a Bible. It's by no means a, a path or a template for success. But if the mindset is there for you to be able to action just one or two things from that book that you know are pain points for you, you can have much success where you perhaps didn't think you could have it. And it's a similar thing online
1: and with, with
0: the video courses that are out there. You, it's all right watching them, but you do have to actually action something, not Absolutely,
1: don't you? absolutely. Um, success will not come on until you action everything, anything at all.
0: So you guys actually help people follow up as well. So you will take... I'm interested in the accountability sessions, for example. Mm-hmm. You will take their hand and say, okay, look, this is the content. How have you actioned that? Is that is that a fair assessment of
1: that? Yeah, absolutely. Over a period of 90 days, um, it's a 90-day course, so we can take you through um, basically from creating the right social media mindset to uh, creating squeeze pages, creating offers that's going to generate leads, then turning them leads into high-targeted leads, getting people on the phone. So we're talking now from taking people from a like on Facebook to a lead, to a I converted lead onto the phone into client to money in the bank.
0: So that's a, that's a process that not a lot of people, I would imagine, are aware is available. So for example, there are a lot of businesses out there that just, they make tangible the number of likes, but actually don't really get any return from that, do mm-hmm. they? And likewise on Twitter and so on, it's you know what, how many numbers of favourites can we get, how many numbers of retweets can we get, and likewise with Facebook, how many likes. And it's refreshing to see someone saying, well, look, you've got X amount of likes, but how many of those actually turned into business and why did they turn into business so we can learn from it and do more of it? Yeah, That's really valuable. I think it's it must be so important for a marketing company, regardless, sorry, a marketing department, regardless of the size of a business, whether you're a one-man, two-man grassroots business or a multinational corporation, Facebook is Facebook. Mm -hmm. It's a leveler. And someone like yourself who can make people more value for their money, give them more back for what they invest because they understand that actually a like equates to 30 pounds in the bank, for example. That is so, so valuable, isn't it?
1: I mean, the way that I look at it, everybody's... um, everybody's Talking about getting likes, likes is good. You need likes, you know, that gives you accountability in the marketplace. Somebody comes to your Facebook business page and you've got 10,000 likes straight away in somebody's eyes, you've got authority. Uh, Because you know what? There's another 9,999 people that's come and clicked like. So you must be doing something right. However, likes is vanity, leads is sanity. So likes is okay, but we need to generate income with a business and we need to generate money in the bank.
0: Well, that segues nicely into the next section that I would like to talk about, actually, which is Facebook itself. Everyone out there knows what Facebook is, and I have no doubt that a large, large portion of the listeners out there are on Facebook personally, and perhaps as a business. But I I want to talk and pick your brains a little bit more about Facebook and its growth as a genuine marketing tool, because I'm not Mm -hmm. sure that people out there... An understanding that it really is a powerful tool for marketing so let's talk about that how's that come about why is it so powerful for people
1: right so for the consumer and what I mean by consumer is the average person that's on Facebook talking to friends and family um sharing experiences sharing um what ice bucket challenge and that's what they see that's what they do and we're in the UK there's 50% of the population on Facebook. So we're talking 33 million people on Facebook. A hell of a lot of people, a lot of bums on seats. And generally, people are spending around about 40 minutes every day on Facebook. You know, people are walking the streets with their iPhones, with their smartphones in their their hand. And they're they're not walking, they're not watching where they're walking. They're either texting or they're on Facebook.
0: Did you see the, uh, just to interject there, did you see the Chinese had launched the Slowlands? No. So, this, is, this is genuine truth it was in the news so in China there is a slow lane now for people that are walking on their phone because they walk much slower now sounds like a cracking idea wow no one noticed it because they were on their phones so no one used it fantastic <laughs> so anyway we digress so there are that many people there's on Facebook there's that
1: many people and that's just the UK if you, if you look at globally there's 1.20 billion people on Facebook that's bigger than the American population. So that's bigger than America. Now, so for consumers, you know, these guys are on there every day, they're sharing experiences, they're doing what they do, telling jokes. Facebook is a platform where people go to entertain our fun and pass time. Now for us business owners, it's what Facebook is, to us, it's a database. That's all Facebook is to us, it's a database. And um, when people fill out their personal profiles, and they put in their name, their age, if they're married, divorced, separated, where they work, what's their occupation, um, what, what's the f- if they've got children, what books do they read, what music do they listen to, what other pages are they going and liking? All this is demographic that Facebook collect. But what that means to us as business owners is that if we run Facebook ads which I would recommend every business to run Facebook ads. Um, we can pick our demographic. We can choose, we, if we know who our audience is and who we want to target to, we can pick our demographics by age, by interest, uh, the hobbies, the net worth. Um, Facebook's actually just partnered with three of the biggest databases in America. Uh, so now we we don't only know what people do doing on Facebook, but we now also know what people are doing off Facebook. So they will also tell us when, face- when people are ready to buy a new car, and we can target this.
0: That's so, so powerful. I mean, you know, I don't think people generally out there, and certainly as a consumer putting your information into Facebook, you don't think of, I'm simply entering information into a database. Yep. People don't think that. They just think the a social profile, isn't it? But hey, hear where you're coming from as a business. I don't think there is... Ever been a platform which has allowed so much granular segmentation? Has there where you absolutely. can say any people that earn over fifty thousand pound who have got two children and shop at Sears, for example?
1: Yes, unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. And you can target your competitors' audience as well. It's it's a really powerful tool if you know how to use it right. And it's okay just going on there and setting a Facebook ad up. However, you need you still need to know how to. Um, attract your audience towards you because you've got to realise that people are on Facebook not to buy. You think, you've got to think about your consumers now. They're not there to buy. It's not a buying platform. They're there, there to enjoy and have an experience of fun and laughter. So by you just going onto Facebook and setting that up and trying to sell, that's not necessarily going to give you the results that you want. Um, so there's a way of how to actually sell on Facebook.
0: That's curious as well. I, I heard... Um I know Linda Chung from Q Social, so she's on uh, another episode, upcoming episode, and she sort of focuses less on Facebook and more on the business to business side of social media. And she always equates it to Facebook being out with your friends at a party mm-hmm. and Twitter being sort of an after work drink, if you like, or a cocktail party. Yeah, a little absolutely. bit more upmarket, a bit more narcissistic, if you like. Yeah. And then LinkedIn being your professional business networking mm-hmm. event. And what you're saying there is that people, as you say, if someone walks into a pub as you're drinking, selling you something, we all know what the reaction is. It's yes. No, thank you. Yes. Very politely, of course. Yes. But what we're actually saying there is that there are ways to get to people on Facebook. Then
1: There is. There is, way, there is ways to get to people, people on Facebook. What you've got to think about is when you're doing anything on Facebook, or, Facebook at all, even if you're just posting, if you're creating an advertisement, generally people want three things. They either want to be entertained empowered or educated if you go out there selling then people are just going to back off just like the guy in the pub you people like to buy but they don't like to be sold to it It needs to be their choice it needs to be their decision how many times we walk in shops and the shop owner or staff member jump on you and you know that oh we've got in blue we've got in green do you want want to try this on it's like just leave me alone and that's the same thing we've got to respect the people there to enjoy and have fun so you've got to position yourself in their newsfeed through facebook ads which is fantastic strategy um but to do it in a way where you can attract people towards you instead of pitching
0: that makes a lot of sense the biggest comparison that in my mind is currently running is the car salesman Mm. no one wants to be sold to by honest john who comes up and says, what about this one? What about this one? Not do you want to so test it?" <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> not so honest, John. Uh, we've all been there. Um, but yeah, no one wants that. And a lot of businesses now in that space, so people like the car people in the UK, they're actually making a big selling point of, we won't hassle you. Yeah. Our salesmen are passive. They're not aggressive. They're just going to let you roam. And do you know what? If you need us, we're there. We'll give you the value that you need from an answer to a question. Or, yes. Or so on and so forth. So, Okay, so it's very clear that Facebook's very powerful in terms of data and it's very powerful in terms of targeting. But for the guys out there that are listening and perhaps haven't dabbled in Facebook marketing, mm-hmm. what are the different ways that people can market via Facebook then?
1: Okay, so a few different ways is first of all, um, you, everybody has a personal profile. Now, I wouldn't suggest and I would advise not to try and um, run your personal profile or run your business down the personal profile because the personal profile it is what it is it does what it says on the tin and that's just for communicating with your friends and family and loved ones if you've got a business which obviously your listeners have then i would advocate to set a business page up that again does what it does it does what it says on the tin and that is for so you can promote your business down a business page so you need a business page you need to sell a business page up so it's so it's customized and what i mean by that is that so when somebody lands on your business page they understand what it is you do who you are and they want to know more a lot of people just set a business page up they don't really give any food for thought for the design elements of it the the uh, banner that you've got your personal profile image and then you can also set custom created tabs up as well inside of facebook and for people that's not aware what these are, you can actually create mini websites inside of Facebook. And this is brilliant because you've got to think about your audience. Your audience is on Facebook for a reason. That's because you want to be there. So if you start driving your audience outside of Facebook too soon, in their mind, you're selling. So if you can bring your stuff, your website, your squeeze page, your landing page, your offer inside of Facebook, inside these mini websites, um. Now, the thing with this is a psychological factor that, again, people are in Facebook for a reason because they want to be there. If they can see your stuff and they're still surrounded by Facebook's blue, light blue logos and background, they feel comfortable. They feel comfortable to look at websites, squeeze pages, special offers, and they'll spend more time looking at your stuff.
0: And that's because it's passed the Facebook seal of approval, I guess, then. Because, yes. as you say, it's... It's like being, you know, sat at home and browsing in the comfort of your own home, as opposed to in a car showroom looking at something where you may feel pressured. Yes, it's it's in their own environment, then an environment that they are fully aware of how to control it, and also they see that Facebook is, for want of a better word, you know, Facebook is there to patrol that and give it seal of approval because you have to follow strict guidelines, don't you? Yeah,
1: absolutely. So that's not really a marketing strategy or a tactic, but it's a platform that you need to be able to then implement a strategy um, so another thing that I would advocate uh, strongly is to set up a Facebook group and this is where no different to LinkedIn you can create groups um, but this is where you can build up a group either secret or private or you can have it open so people can just join and you can invite your target audience into your group and you can build a really big community of people that are interested in what you do and and again I wouldn't advocate to sell in there, but if you just lead by value, um, I always send ninety percent ten percent rule, so always ninety percent lead by value, answer questions, build a community up, and then you know we are business owners, we do want to make sales and ten percent pitch. So a Facebook group is a really good strategy. Second, I would advocate Facebook ads Facebook ads you know. A lot of people try to build a business on Facebook organically. And yes, it will work and it does work, but how long have you got to wait for your success to come in? If, you, if you're serious and you want to generate the results straight away, or quicker than you would organic Facebook ads, it's not expensive. Your budget can be as little as $5 a day, three pound a day. You play with what you've got. And then you turn that into $10, $20. Um, but I would strongly suggest, you know, just get in there, create your first campaign up and and learn quickly how they work. And is that quite a quick thing for someone? If, for
0: example, as a business owner sat there or the, uh, the marketing lead of, of a smaller business sat there on the lunch hour, is that something you can do in that time? Is it something that's relatively quick to set up and test? Or does it need some real time spent on it. And the, the reason I ask that is because a lot of people that I've come across do tend to just think, well, we'll have a go at this in the half hour that we've got to spare between lunch and, and two o'clock. So is it, is it something that you can do like that or does it need that thought?
1: Yeah, I think you've got to pay a little bit of due diligence to it. Um, a lot of people, again, it's that big red, bu- red button thing. People are wanting them results straight away and think they can just get it on the, off the fly. You've got to spend time. Um, there is a hell of a lot of ways you can set Facebook ads up. So you can do promoter posts, you can do a like a campaign, you can run conversion websites, You can. there's a lot of different ways you can run Facebook ads. Give it time, learn, understand how it works. You need to be able to split test as well. There's a lot of different variables that we need to take on board. Um, so yes, don't expect just be able to jump in there.
0: It's got to be well thought out. It has to be planned. And how does it fit into the overall marketing mix? Is that something that people generally find themselves struggling with in your experience? Look, I need to do Facebook or social overall, but I'm not quite sure how that drives perhaps search engine rankings or how it drives offline traditional marketing.
1: Is it part of the mix? I, be, I believe it is a bad part of the mix because I also incorporate video, video marketing, which is obviously YouTube um as well as <clears throat> as well as having uh, your videos on youtube also put on upload them to facebook i wouldn't necessarily just put a link from youtube onto facebook i would actually upload it into facebook and then you can drive that at, um that video as an ad um and also put that video on your blog as well so it really does interlink with every other uh, big social media engine out there as well and you'll also notice as well that Facebook if you do a search in, in Google, it comes up as in with SEO too
0: I've seen that myself actually, I have noticed that as I've been searching more and more for different especially consumer led products when I was looking for the Zoom H4N that I'm recording into now yeah, looking and, and looking for reviews and peer feedback from the podcasting world on how good this recorder is sure enough Facebook groups pop up, mm. podcasting groups, and audio file groups, and so on and so forth. And it's become it's become so ingrained into everything that we do, Facebook, that you almost don't notice it. You almost just think, well, okay, that's just content, and you kind of you're not sure what the difference is. But actually, those businesses that are on there promoting things like this are perhaps using it as part of a strategy. And actually, we're Absolutely. all we're all susceptible to that yes. without even knowing. And it's because what you said earlier makes perfect sense because. We trust Facebook. Mm-hmm. We accept it. We will very easily click on that, and it asks us to log in, so we will log in. We yeah. trust it. There's no question about that. Yeah, That's really interesting. How, how do you see Facebook in terms of effectiveness compared to things like the Twitters of the world? Is there, is there a distinct difference between how people should use Facebook and how people should use other, other social
1: networks? Yeah, totally. You need to respect each platform for their own um, for their own for, for for what they are you can't use facebook like you do twitter or linkedin as what you said earlier on different people do hang around on different social um, networks predominantly but predominantly everybody's got a facebook account you know it doesn't matter if the if they're the ceo of um gillette you know you can imagine that he's got a facebook account you can target that guy but his day-to-day business might be on twitter um yeah you've got to do de- you've got to. That's the word I'm looking for. You've got to use every platform differently.
0: It's all about back to that cross-channel strategy that we spoke about a moment ago and yeah. kind of integrating that and saying, okay, I might have a content strategy, but my promotion strategy for each different channel is slightly different to play to the strengths of that yes. channel, for example. And you're right what you're saying about everyone being on. Everyone, everyone is yeah. on and, and using it personally, People pop up that you would never think. I had my great auntie on there last week. She popped up. People you may know. <laughs> Your auntie, <laughs> really? Did N- you be- did you befriend her? No, no, no.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I'm only joking. I did. My grandma would kill me. But the uh, the idea is that you know everyone's on. Why why is she, why is she on there? Realistically, she's in her eighties, and it's. I found out later. It's because it's the only place that her grandkids put pictures. They don't bring them around and show them to her.
1: The, the the biggest population now of people joining Facebook are the baby boomers. Really? Sure. Yeah, the baby boomers. But if you think about it, you've got your people that's retiring now. They're possibly not uh, They're not as active. They're not going out as much. Um, and this is a way they can communicate. This is a way they can communicate with their friends and family, You know, share pictures, see what people are doing. They don't necessarily have to be sat in the front room with them. Um, one of my clients at the minute, she deals with uh, post-menopause, so people between 45 and 60 years old. Um, so you know they come into the baby boomers area, and for us to target the, uh, demographics in our, our audience, it's fantastic. It's the biggest marketplace on Facebook.
0: That's such a surprising stat, actually. I didn't expect that. I mean, mm-hmm. I know that the, um, the demographics and the, the splits of general users mm-hmm. online do show that so it shows generation y and the kind of more recent generations and then a bit of a gap and then the baby boom is generally online and yeah. i sort of always uh, you know if, as, as i thought about it almost flippantly thought that was down to some kind of affluence and through shopping or you know wanting to spend online because frankly it's easier but actually yeah. there may be an emerging trend that facebook's the reason
1: yeah yeah absolutely that's yeah.
0: unbelievable that's, that's really interesting so they were a generation, I would imagine, as a marketer, that were very difficult to target two or three years ago. But now...
1: Very difficult. They're still difficult. <laughs>
0: as in people. <laughs> so that's... But there is a way to get to them. Yes, We can absolutely. figure out that the... the uh, for example, you can figure out that one person might enjoy Marlon Brando films and the other person Robert Redford films. Yes. And you can target with different messages. I know that's a very bizarre example, but, but the idea... Right. Yeah. The idea is there, isn't it? Yes. That's really interesting. Okay, so... How how does this link into traditional marketing for the people that are out there within business that perhaps invest a little in SEO and perhaps invest a little in pay per click you know through Google but perhaps stick to more traditional forms of marketing as a rule of thumb because they either don't really feel the value of things like Facebook or perhaps they just generally we're all a little bit scared of trying something new hmm. especially when there's investment involved. Can it work together? Can offline and Facebook work together? Are there ways to drive that kind of traffic through using both sets of media, online and offline?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's about, it's about creating a journey. <clears throat> um, so at the minute, if you run um, direct marketing, which is offline, and you might send them a, a letter or something, but if you can engage with them offline, but then invite them online because I was was fortunate enough to um, go to a seminar for a a big UK company and they used to spend £60,000 every time they wanted to run a PR campaign. That PR campaign would last five days. right? Once that paper's gone, then they're not going to see that message again. But what they did is they put out through the PR offline marketing and invite them online. Now online they've got over one million likes on Facebook. They can engage with their customer base now every single day, four times a day, five times a day, three hundred and sixty-five days a year. They can be engaging with them every single time. In fact what they did, which is so powerful, is that this particular company was launching a product and they designed three different elements of the packaging, but they didn't know which one to go with. So so they created an image, A, B, and C, an image, and they posted on Facebook, and they asked their customers which brand or which uh, package should we uh, go with. So they created C, put C on the shelves, and C, C salt.
0: That's unbelievable. So... If you think about what we all do in terms of split testing, either via email marketing or via traditional packaging or traditional direct mail, not only is the data that you get back from something like this real time, and of course you get that with email campaigns as well, but with Facebook, there's another element to that, which is brand advocation. Mm. You're allowing people to influence what they then go ahead and spend their money on, which is... That's massive. It, it it
1: surely breeds engagement. Absolutely. Ask your audience what they want, then create it and sell it. <laughs> it's so simple meaning <laughs> business. Back to what we said earlier. We all want to be rich quick, let's do it.
0: It's it's for a marketing director or someone that runs a business on their own, that perhaps an owner manager sat there and they have to undertake marketing as, as part of the course. It sounds as if Facebook is such a platform that can be leveraged in such a cost-effective, time effective way. And the real crux of all of that is the word effective. Because yes. Because it's not, it seems like there's
1: very little wastage. No. And that's what we need to embrace today. We're all busy. We don't want to be busy fools. You know, if, if we know there's target audiences online, then we need to be there. If we know there's, there's 33 million people just in the UK alone on Facebook, the chances are your clients are on Facebook. So we need to be there. Learn the right skills that's going to help you move forward.
0: I think everything that we've spoken about there is so powerful on its own. And I think everything that we've mentioned, it sort of dispels the kind of, I wouldn't say it's a myth, but certainly the general feeling amongst certain business owners or cliques within business that Facebook is for kids
1: and I should yeah. be on LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. I still get that today. I really? Still, I still get that today, every, every, every single day. Yeah, well, my client, I'm a business owner, I'm a CEO, my clients are really not on Facebook. And it's just because you just don't understand you don't understand because you see teenagers posting on there every day, you know, what they're doing, silly things they're doing on the weekend and, and you all these, uh, you know, Facebook sometimes gets bad publicity. Um, but yeah, clients are on Facebook. <laughs> so there, <laughs> so we need to be there. Absolutely, yeah. basically. That uh, makes perfect sense.
0: And as I said, that's painted such a good picture of Facebook as a platform and some truths about the data behind it and the tactics that people can use and it, it just seems as if frankly, regardless of the business, you need to have some kind of presence on Facebook.
1: Absolutely, not just Facebook. You do need that presence everywhere else as well. You know, you need a blogging, blogging platform. You need to brand yourself right. You need to be on Twitter, YouTube. You need to be doing all these elements, um, you know, because you will be generating traffic from from other sources and people will be looking. It's where you spend your time and what's going to be most effective for you and your business.
0: So a big takeaway from that is, Facebook, very, very viable as a platform, but not in isolation. Spend the time figuring out where it fits into the mix and where it fits into the overall strategy. Yeah. And actually, one of the biggest things I would imagine is, what do you want back out of
1: that? Is it leads? Is it sales? Absolutely. You've got to know your outcome. Why, why are you there? Why are you going to be there? Just because everybody else is there doesn't mean that you have going to be there. So know your outcome. Once you know your outcome, you've got to have a strategy that's going to get you to that, to that place.
0: That's perfect, and that wraps up that section nicely. Because I know that obviously, Excellence expected is all about delivering the value and the actionable tips that people can implement into their workflow. And I know you've been working hard on four actionable takeaways for the guys that are listening to this. Yes. So let's just run through those. Actually, so actionable tip number one. Okay.
1: Be human. Be human. You need to be real. If you're not real, you're not authentic, and if you're not authentic people are not going to listen to you. You're not going to be able to cut through the clutter. As I said earlier on, there's 1.20 billion people on Facebook. You need to be heard. And if you go out there and try and be the car salesman, you're not going to cut through the clutter and people are not going to listen to you. So be real, be you, and you will attract people for your personality. Know who you are.
0: I think that's so, so good, so, so strong because people out there, Assume that you have to be a certain way on certain platforms, and but you see all the time in business yeah. on Facebook, they all talk in a very similar tone because they feel like they have to be businesses, and they don't. They can be people, can't they?
1: Absolutely. If you always remember, people buy people. They don't buy. They don't buy from the corporate world. So be just be yourself. Perfect. Love it. Number two, sir. What's on the list for the listeners? Tip number two: You've already said that, Mark. You need to know your outcome. Um, again, a lot of people just jump on the bandwagon and they don't really know why they're there. So, is it? Is it? Are you doing it for brand awareness? Are you doing it to generate leads? When you get them leads, what are you going to do with them? Are you going to convert them into clients? Are you going to convert that into cash? And um, so, you need to know your outcome.
0: Perfect. So, so important, not just on Facebook, but in any kind of marketing. You need to know what you're measuring against, don't you? And yes. So many people dive into something, especially social media, search engine optimization, because. Someone at the pub's doing it or someone else is doing it that Absolutely. they've heard about, looking over the fence at competitors, but they don't dive into it with set outcomes. And I think that's so valuable. So set your outcomes, guys. And
1: I think that's something we can all learn from. Yeah, yeah. Now. Tip number three, what do we have? I have a strategy. I have a clear, defined strategy in place from start to finish. How are you going to generate them leads? And then how are you going to convert them into sales? Is it leads that you need? What are you selling? If you're selling a service, you might create a different um, lead capture page, which we've not talked about, but you might create a different strategy than somebody that's selling um, a product, a tangible product, or somebody that's selling an informational product. They will be totally three different strategies. So know your outcome, and then a strategy that's going to get you the outcome. So it's not a one-size-fits-all, is it? Not at all, not Not Um, at all.
0: Let's just pick up on that, actually. So you mentioned the lead capture pages, and it's something that we've not talked about. Let's just dive into that a little bit. Little bit. How does Facebook facilitate that?
1: Okay, so I talked about having a mini website earlier on. So you can actually create a lead capture page or a squeeze page, and for your listeners who's not too sure what a lead page is or a squeeze page, it's basically it's, it's, a, it's a landing page that you're going to people, send people to, and there's only one call to action that they can do. They can maybe watch a video on there. They can read some grabbing titles and bullet points. But then the next thing they've got to do is enter their name and email address. But they're not going to enter their name and email address unless you're providing value, unless you're going to give them something that's going to help them overcome a pain, a problem, a frustration, or going to move them towards their goal.
0: And that leads into all three tips, doesn't it? Be human.
1: Yes. Talk to people,
0: like people, using your own voice. Measure your outcomes. Well, the outcome might be I want to gather an email address so that I can remark it later. And yes. the strategy is by using this lead capture page. So suddenly, even just in three tips, we've got the base of actually quite a strong Facebook marketing absolutely, campaign. And yeah, that's in that's four it. or five minutes. Yeah. Um, But the tactics to implement that obviously need the research. But theoretically, a marketing meeting that runs for only 30 minutes could achieve solid outcomes and allow Facebook campaigns to be undertaken.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yes, Super, love it. And tip number four, final tip. Final four, final four, final tip is, you know, just go with it. And if you're not set up your first Facebook ad campaign, Just jump in and do it. You can't hurt anything. You're not going to damage anything. You know, spend $5 a day. I would advocate to set your account up in dollars um, and just learn. Fail, but learn and just go for it.
0: Too many people sit back and never do it, don't they? Because they are unsure and you'll never learn until you do it. So I entirely agree with that and advocate that approach in in anything really. As long as you've
1: assessed... And that's my passion. That's my passion. You know, you can hear these tips. You can listen to all these fantastic podcasts that you're running and and recording from all these brilliant people. But it's no point. It's not point in just listening. It's about taking this information, writing it down, you know, putting it into how that you're implementing that into your business and running with it.
0: Superb advice. Really, really strong. Really, really strong. So if you're listening, guys, remember, Facebook is so easy to get started with. You've probably already got a profile. And it's so easy to create a business page or a group around that, isn't it? It's yes. not. It's not cumbersome. You're not setting anything new up. It's very quick,
1: no. isn't it? And you can't damage anything. You, yeah, you, know? can't, you can't do can't it damage so anything. wrong, can you? No, you're not going to delete Facebook off the internet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you never know. <laughs> Maybe that's why my great aunt is on there, yeah. on a mission to delete Facebook <laughs> from the world. <laughs> that's really, really strong advice. So Andrew Wedrum, and thank you very much. Tell guys where they can find
1: you online. Um, So simple. You can either go to andrewmedlam.com or onlineaccelerator.co.uk.
0: And that contains all links to Andrew throughout social network space and also the products and the services that Andrew offers. Thank you guys for listening so much. It's been a real pleasure talking to Andrew. So thanks once again, sir.
1: Mark, thank you very much for the invitation to be on here and speak to your listeners. That's awesome. Thank you. We'll be back again, I'm sure, as
0: Facebook changes so, so often. And there are a world of other social networks out there to yes. talk about as well <laughs> so listen guys if you want to pick up on anything that we've talked about in this episode head on over to excellence expected.com where you can pick up a copy of the show notes whilst you're over there don't forget you can grab hold of a copy of my free ebook which will teach you how to regain that valuable time that we all lose every single day and if you're feeling generous head on over to itunes or stitcher and give us a nice review Until next time, guys, don't forget, the more you expect from yourself, the more you will excel. Bye-bye.